Welcome to Sports, Pets, and Politics with your host, Ben Husov, and me, Sean Hannon. Welcome to episode 62 of Sports, Clicks, and Politics, affectionately known as SCAP here in the uh, upstate New York world. Mr. Hughesong, thank you for joining us. Happy to be here. Always. Thank you uh, for joining us, our lovely audience. Uh, another week in the books here. Uh, a very uh, newsworthy week here in New York. It seems like the biggest story happened four months ago. It just happened like literally like four to five days ago. It seems like it was weeks ago since. So many stuff has already happened since then. So um, obviously that Mr. Uh, Andrew Cuomo, our governor here in New York, has resigned which is a little bit shocking. We're going to talk about that. I, ne- I, never been happier to be wrong. <laughs> um, we touched on some of that last week, so we'll follow up on that. Some of our favorite topics are making a reappearance in the show. Ghislaine Maxwell. Love when she's in the news. She, the, she literally tried to use the Bill Cosby defense, so that'll be fun. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I didn't hear um, that, but I'm so excited. Uh, yeah, Hunter Biden's laptop. <laughs> I don't know if this is 2.0 or 3.0. I wrote 2.0, but I really feel like this is probably 3.0. Maybe there's a 4.0. I'm sure there's a 4.0 coming. <laughs> probably more. Wait till the art deals go through. What a gift this dude is. Oh, my God. Um, and your girl, Rebecca Jones. My Be- girl. Your girl. Lying again to get her name in the news here, so we'll talk about her. Uh, and then we'll we'll wrap all of our COVID discussion into how Ra- uh, Rand Paul, Senator Rand Paul from Kentucky there, has uh, been banned on YouTube for, I think it was a week, uh, for basically making a video proclaiming how masks don't work. You're, you're going to second that notion, I, I expect. I got a, I've got a few issues with uh, with our local upstate health organization uh, data. Excuse me, recommendations and guidance for school reopenings. Well, that'll be fun for me yeah. and the audience. We're going to go through. We like when Mister Hughesong talks about masks, um, and then you know a story that clearly I want to touch on because it's just gigantic story. But I don't even know how to cover it other than just acknowledge that it's happening. That Afghanistan basically uh, fell in a week. Something like that, craziness, like just, unbelievable, right? Um, just yeah, craziness. Um, and then again, we'll touch on how uh, our governor is no longer, or we'll have. Uh, I guess technically he's still our governor until uh, what, like the twenty third or something. I don't know. It was fourteen days, days announcement to flatten the perv. The um, <laughs> well done. Thank you. That's not I'm mine. Just, I'm just repurposing. I'm just throwing it out there. The last time he said fourteen days for something. We're still in it, yeah. so maybe maybe I will end up not being wrong after all, and I'll just be. Is this well, he did just uh, ex- uh, create another executive order mandating the uh, vaccines for all uh, hospitals and long term care facilities. So he's still he's Crazy. still poking people in the face. So, um, and then on top of that, we'll touch briefly on the the uh, the assembly dropped the impeachment uh, process shortly thereafter. So when he resigns, they're going to drop the impeachment case. So we'll get into more detail about that, but. Uh, some people are not happy about that. I, listen, I, if it was just sexual harassment, I think I would actually be in agreement of like, it's over. The right. guy's done. Let him go. The fact that we never even got like the day in court for the nursing home stuff or the book stuff or the cover up. Like, yeah. That's. Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll dive into that a little bit yeah. more and see why the uh, the impeachment should not go away or at least uh, maybe some other avenues we can uh, uh, at least get this information to light. So, but before we dive into all that, yeah. you got to make your request to the people at home. Hit that like button, hit that share button, share this video out there, get all your uh, friends and family to uh, become uh, subscribers by hitting that subscribe button, and then tell them to hit that notification bell so that they get alerted when we go live again, so you get uh, all things news uh, as we uh, break down, uh, I don't know, national, New York, local, all the stuff that matters to us uh, 
as human beings here in our little world. So um, we thank you for all of your participation. So I don't really have much in sports today. It's kind of a awkward time for sports. I mean, I did win. I did win four hundred dollars in PGA golf on DraftKings over the weekend. So that congratulations was with two of my guys missing the cuts. I only had four golfers, and I still won. Not bad. I had Roger Sloan. Awesome, love that. He finished second. Good. There you go. <laughs> Roger Sloan. Good for Roger. Yeah. So, uh, but anyway, so that was uh, about the highlight of my sports weekend. I do have a big uh, golf match uh, the next couple of weeks. We're we snuck, snuck into the playoff race. So in my local little oh, golf buddy. league. Now this is golf news. First right? time, this first time ever news. in the history of my golf league, my golf life that I'll be uh, participating in the playoffs, possibly. Anyway, so nice. Um, but we do have a little bit of uh, crypto news, I guess. Uh, it seems most people had this uh, $42,000 mark kind of circled as a resistance at one point and now has uh, maybe turned to some support as we, uh, I think right now, are fluctuating a little bit 46000 but it reached as high as 48000 here uh, yesterday, I think it was. So uh, with that, the uh, that Bitcoin move, a lot of the altcoins are also driving up. And uh, are we in a little bit of a, maybe a crypto bear uh, market, my crypto expert? Bear market? No, seem to be in bull the market. Bull sorry, market. Yeah. yes, yeah. Uh, and it's it's odd because the ones I track, Bitcoin's up a little, Ethereum's up a little, Chainlink's up twelve percent overnight. Obviously, that makes total sense. And Stellar Lumens went up by like eleven percent yesterday. Um, Cardano has been going up steadily. It, like, it's wild. It, this is all once you get past Bitcoin. And you get into these smaller ones, like Bitcoin and Ethereum are obviously the two biggest. Once you go to the smaller ones, you think the Bitcoin swings are nuts. Holy goodness, these lower ones, these these less well-known coins are hilarious to, to watch go up and down. I mean, it's obviously real money, so for the love of God, don't put in any more than you're okay with watching drop by 80% in the span of a week. But it's it's wild. Yeah. Sometimes I have to check out from watching it because it gets yeah, crazy for sure. sometimes. For sure. It's just too much. But the whole crypto market cap is back, I think, above $2 trillion again. Maybe it fell below today because everybody's down a little bit today. But I've, it's it seems to be, uh, again, I don't know if the floor is in kind of thing, but there seems to be a lot of momentum uh, driving prices right now. So we'll keep an eye on all that stuff as we go. Let's um, let's turn to the sorted, uh, two sorted worlds colliding here, Ghislaine Maxwell and Bill Cosby. Yeah. But so anyway... You know, Bill Cosby got out. Uh, some of the reason why he got out was he basically said he had a plea agreement with one of the victims who had uh, was used as a uh, final criminal against him and was said my plea agreement in a previous uh, arrangement had said uh, makes me exempt from being criminally prosecuted for this act, I guess. So to be fair, yeah. it's exactly what the plea agreement said. Right. And like, so he was let out. Right. I, I, I know it's not morally right, but legally speaking, as right. it should have been, because right. you can't do that as the government to come in and say, all right, look, we want to get this resolved. So if you do this and this, we will take this off the table, signed, agreed, everybody's on board. He does that. And then you come back and be like, just kidding. Right. <laughs> it, like from from an attorney. I mean, they try to do it on a different charge or something, but like still it, it he, this is I think this was some of the main reason why that he was let, he was let go. It so was the reason he was let go and because so, they knew the, no judge could look at that and go, well, yeah, they acted in good faith. I and mean, it was nonsense. Like, it was it was a bad agreement for the district attorney to enter into. But once you enter into it, you have to abide by it. Those are the rules. Yeah. Well, public pressure decided they were going to try to break the rules, but right. it didn't work out. Uh, well, it didn't work out for Ghislaine Maxwell. Uh, 
you guys probably know if you've listened to the show any kind of talk if we talked about Epstein that he had a in his Florida uh, plea agreement he had all co-conspirators were also uh, immune from prosecution somehow unnamed and named so like anybody just pretty much anybody (laughs) (laughs) it's the best plea agreement ever but so anyway, the uh, uh, judge in uh, her case, uh, she basically w- asked for a dismissal on similar grounds that Cosby had, and it was uh, overturned and denied. So uh, we move on, and uh, Ghislaine Maxwell trial is, I think, now scheduled for sometime in November. So okay. we're, we're working towards that. It got moved once. I think it was supposed to be in July or August, and as we've already passed that date. But uh, I think it's moved now to November. So again, Ghislaine Maxwell uh, in the news, always fun. Um, not as fun... As your boy, Hunter H.B. Biden. Hunter Biden, the gift that keeps on giving. Oh, my God. This kid dude is the best. I mean, literally the best. If you're basically on, like, team chaos and forget all these people, this is the gift that just keeps on giving. Yeah. He is the walking embodiment of the absolute duplicity of the political ruling class of and the media sheer hypocrisy this dude is the best thing that's ever happened to perfectly exemplify how differently some people are treated than others. Yeah, this is crazy. Without reason, without basis, without justification. And so apparently uh, a video has come out and it shows Hunter Biden naked, of course. Obviously. <laughs> with a prostitute, of course. Of so Russian this one, this one, Yeah, this one was Russian. So, I mean... That it doesn't seem to be a under uh, a common denominator of the videos. He's prostitutes and drugs. Oh yeah, seem to be the common denominator and nakedness. But so this video is leaked and it shows. Uh, I guess purportedly, I guess he hasn't come out and admitted it or denied it. So let's hope it's not a deep fake. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so this video comes out and shows Hunter Biden basically having a conversation with the prostitute, and he's recalling a. Uh, Real quick, yeah. the reason it was being filmed is because they had just filmed the sex they had and the camera was still rolling as they had this conversation. Well, so that's, duh. that's an important context for people All to of his videos are just sex tapes. I know. This one is just sex tape uncensored, gone wrong, gone wild, gone long, or whatever it is. Really? Hot, hot mic. He should have sold this. Um, so he's retelling a story with this prostitute how he was partying in 2018. So 2018, not too long ago, a few years ago, a couple years ago. Yeah. Uh, um, with some Russians, like a drug dealer and some friends of his or whatnot, and they were as uh, one does as they were penthouse hopping. They were going from how from hotel to hotel, uh, probably getting kicked out of hotel to hotel, sure. and then uh, finding the penthouse that was taking them at the moment. I'm sure there was uh, quite a uh, stir in the penthouse uh, market oh. that day. But the uh, uh, he's retelling a story about how. They were. They woke him up, or he woke up. I guess it's probably better said. I don't yeah. know. They were. They had thought he was dead. <laughs> he was face down in a bathtub, hot tub, um, after a long night of drugs and whatnot. They ran. They cleaned up the whole penthouse, got rid of all the stuff, got rid of all the people, all the people. Um, and as he's waking up, he realizes that they also took his laptop. And so, no, he didn't realize that till later oh. because they told him, we thought you, we were going to need to call a hospital. We didn't want to embarrass you or your family by having a lot of people in here to watch it. So we got everybody out in case, cause we thought we, we thought you might be dead. And so we had to get everybody out. We didn't think you or your father would want that. And it, then come to behold, as they cleaned up the room, uh, well later he found his laptop was no longer there. Yeah. So what was on the laptop? 
Uh, sex tapes, apparently. No, 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 not just sex tapes. How did he describe them to the to the Russian lady of the night? Oh, now you're going to make me quote this dude? Yeah, for sure. I Hold want on, to let quote me pull up. I'm one. pulling up. I'm skimming through the article. Now, keep in here. mind, the laptop hard drive we already saw contained videos of him. If there's any kids listening, just make, make them stop for a minute because this is going to get a little weird. But there's videos of him literally smoking a crack pipe while, uh, I'm guessing, another prostitute rubs oil on him and uses her feet on him. So that was what was on the other one. Now, some of us might call that weird. Well, they have videos of him, quote unquote, doing crazy effing sex effing, you know. Effing. So worse than that, somehow, this is what's going to be on this other laptop. You know what I really hope so genuinely, and I, I shouldn't hope for this. I know this is wrong, so forgive me. I want there to be P-tapes just so we can bring everything full circle of him having P-tapes with a Russian prostitute because it'll be the funniest thing. And then I will fully acknowledge the simulators that we're currently living under are drunk. Yeah. Well, if Hunter Biden is uh, referencing his sex acts as crazy and, uh, you know, I guess let's go to the bigger point here. The president's son has a laptop that he believes is blackmail material being held by the Russians. Now, wait, we don't know that. It's not like he said they might blackmail me with it right on the video. Uh, pretty much that's what they oh, said. Okay. My, my bad. You did say <laughs> he, that. He pretty much acknowledged that they have blackmail material on it. So unless it is a deep fake. It's the best we, deep fake ever. We, we, we literally have the president's son admitting to being compromised. Yep. And we already know the history that has gone back with the Hunter Biden laptop 1.0 yep. and Bevan Cooney and uh, Bobolinsky, Tony Bobolinsky, the f- greatest name in the history of uh, Hunter Biden's world, I think. But, I agree. Um, like, how how is this not? I mean, listen, we're also we have a bunch of other news stories and we're going to talk about that are gigantic news stories. But how is this not part of that discussion? I'm just saying, like, I, at the risk of coming across as a Trump defender, if Eric Trump was in this situation, I feel like it would be covered. I feel like we More would More than what's going on in Afghanistan. This. Right. Now, if Mitch McConnell's son were in the same situation, I don't think we'd hear a word about it. I don't. Um, I don't know what to do with that information, but I know for a fact that if it had been Eric Trump, this would be nonstop coverage on all the networks. Now, the other thing, like, I, I'm not a Fox News guy, as is well well documented on this show now. Not even Fox News is talking about this. This seems like maybe a touch newsworthy. Like, either the adult children of presidents getting into compromising situations is newsworthy or it's not. It is the selective nature of what is published that I take issue with. Yeah, and there's like I said, there was an an outright black you know balling of this of the Hunter laptop uh, Hunter Biden's laptop uh, first story. Yeah, that was weird. And this one is just basically, you know, just an unofficial uh, ban of the story. No one's just covering it, so they right. just decided you know universally not to cover it. I guess I it's I Listen, don't understand. <laughs> I've seen four different articles in the last week about how Donald Trump siphoned off campaign money into his personal accounts. And I laughed because I was like, yeah, no kidding. Are, are you all new here? Because at the same time, like, look, when Joe Biden ran for president back in 2000, his sister was the campaign manager and they raised all this funds. And then not only did he pay her an exorbitant salary to be his, quote, campaign manager, he also then, they, I'm sorry, she then hired an LLC for extra consulting work of which she was a 50% owner in the LLC. So 
Like, guys, this isn't new. Every politician has been doing this forever, and now it just doesn't get talked about anymore. And that's what I find so troubling of like, yes, of course Donald Trump did that, just like Joe Biden did, just like Hillary Clinton did, just like George Bush did, just like Hillary, I said here, Barack Obama. They all do this. This is not new. But it's the, if you're going to talk about it, talk about it for everybody. If you're going to point it out, point it out for everybody. And I know that's an absurd standard to want to hold our independent media to. It's advocacy journalism. That's all it is. They basically just pick a side and report what they need to report. Right. Like if you're telling me, well, it's just because they're, they're paying for clicks. What would get more people to click on an article than the president's son in a post-coitus confession with a Russian prostitute acknowledging there is another laptop that has been stolen and is at least possibly in the hands of Russian intelligence officials at this point where there is blackmail material on there and what is the president going to do about this? What is he? How is he going to make sure that this doesn't become an issue? Because I feel like maybe having that same ne'er-do-well son go out and conduct an art show selling pieces for $500,000 a piece is not the answer you would be hoping for. Do you think Hunter Biden thinks the sex tapes are blackmail? Because they, they're they not blackmail anymore. Everybody knows this dude's a freak, right? So it's got to be something else. I would assume so. Although, look, if th- you know full well, there's some stuff the public will... I mean, listen, we don't want to talk about who the uh, person giving the foot job is because if we've... If we could uh, ascertain that, that might be a problem. And that, again, would be a whole other conversation. But, yeah. It, the problem is, you know, like, our intelligence officials do want to know this information and likely already do know yeah. it. And they just continue to cover it up. Like, I'm all for transparency and I, I get the national security interests, blah, blah, blah. Cool. It's wrong. Like, the fact that you can't talk about this is weird. Like, that's, that's weird. Like, our show should not be the only one covering this. This is weird. I don't understand why, if all you're really concerned about is advertising dollars on Fox News, why are you not running with this story like what the MSNBC crowd did with Russiagate 1.0 four years ago? Yeah. I mean, maybe the alternative is Kamala Harris. It's actually a very valid point. Game theory? I didn't think about that. (laughs) Uh, You're Um, you're not wrong. All right. Let's... uh, Let's switch to your girl. Which one? Uh, Miss Rebecca Jones. Oh, so just to be clear here, my boy is Hunter Biden. Yeah. My girl is Rebecca Jones. What a tandem. Man, I have weird tastes. I mean, yeah. So we all know Rebecca Jones. She was uh, the one who basically tried to, uh, she lied and said that she had uh, proof that Ron DeSantis and uh, the Florida Health Department was manipulating data behind the scenes, suppressing numbers or whatnot. So during that, all that tiff, um, uh, DeSantis's press secretary, I'm going to butcher her last name, but her name was Christina Pushaw. Sure. Um, so your girl filed a restraining order against Christina Pushaw, the press sure. secretary, um, from some, they had a verbal barb or whatever. Yeah, if, I, whatnot. if I recall correctly, it's because DeSantis's, uh, press secretary basically came out was like, this woman is a liar. She was fired because she is utterly corrupt. She has no ethics. She has no morals. And look at her background where she's been fired for blackmail, for revenge porn, for all this other stuff. Yeah. And it turns out Rebecca Jones, not too keen on that. Yeah. She's a, kind of a crazy person. Kind of. So she files this restraining order and then immediately files a violation of the restraining order. So, the 
the state the state basically dismisses the restraining order, but the violation of the restraining order was on the books because they had to go through the process before they could, you know, the the nuance of actually waiting for the 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 first dismissal to happen so they could just dismiss the second part. So during this whole time, she was bragging, basically saying there's this outstanding charge waiting holding on the press secretary, basically saying, oh yeah, this is a you know that this is going to take her to court. You know, there's all this stuff going on. And basically turns out that she just was a piece of shit, crazy person. Yeah. Like people who would do that. Rebecca Jones, the same person that would try to actually claim that a government office was manufacturing and changing data coming in from every hospital across the entire state. And that not any hospital like looked at the numbers and went, Nope, that doesn't look right. I mean, really? Like that? You know what? We did see that. It happened in our own state. But even then, Andrew Cuomo couldn't go through and actually hide the numbers. Instead, he changed the definition of what was a nursing home death. She was accusing Ron DeSantis of actually manufacturing and and hiding data. Like, the idea on its face was so absurd that everybody should have met that with utter skepticism. And been like, uh... Why don't yeah, we just was, check with the hospitals and see what their numbers were and compare it because it's all publicly there. Yeah, and was, it all matched up. And she was paraded around like a media darling. Oh, my God. You know, like a whistleblower DeSantis, crusader. Ron Death Santis whistleblower. And here she is. Tell, basically, she, for, this has been going on for months, too. So she's been basically saying, you know, the, the press secretary, there was an open criminal charge against her that they were just waiting to, you know. It was her it, own and it yeah, was nonsense. It was stupid. Right. Like, so this is like me suing you in in court and then claiming a violation of it and being like Sean Hannon should not be trusted because he has open criminal charges against him. Exactly. You would look right at me. And then when that came out that it was me and it was nonsense, you'd be like, Oh, so he can't be trusted at some point guys, some skepticism about this woman. She was on CNN, MSNBC. She made the rounds. I mean, this woman was telling them exactly what they want to hear. And she's like, I got the proof. I'm a data scientist. No, you're not. But that aside, you're claiming something so fantastic and so over the top that without any ability to prove it other than your word should have immediately been met with, yeah, you're going to have to show some evidence of this like because we, we can go and verify it with the hospitals about their numbers and all the hospitals are coming through and saying, you yeah, know, our numbers are accurately reflected in that count. Our numbers are actively re- reflected in that count. Maybe some other hospitals not, but ours is, ours is, ours is. And then at what point do you imagine if we had a true independent media that had even a one iota of natural curiosity to go, well, it's pretty easy to verify. Why don't we look into it before we parade this woman out and cite these fantastical claims? <laughs> nah, fire up the base. Yeah. So, well, again, let's, hopefully she doesn't end up back in our show anymore. I feel like her. How is this woman still a thing? That's what I'm saying. Hopefully this is the end of her being a thing. She needs to go the way of Michael Avenatti and just leave public life forever. Yeah. Exit stage right. Your time is up. Your 15 minutes is over. Go away. Yeah. All right. All right. So, Mr. Hughesong, it's 1223. We have a hard deadline today at 1 o'clock. Yep. We're going to talk about Rand Paul going against uh, the YouTube uh, censorship uh, machine and uh, how one of his videos uh, basically claiming cloth masks don't work was... uh, got him suspended there for on the uh, platform for a week but this is also gonna uh dovetail basically into your mask stuff so you have 40 minutes 
I think we can cover the last two in a few minutes if you need to. I don't think I'm going to think you're going to go that far, but I just wanted to give you a heads up before we uh, get going down this air. But I want you to take all the time that you need as well. So I understand. Uh, First off, uh, let's talk a little bit about Rand Paul. Yeah. So he got a week, week, a week suspension. I think it started Monday. Um, Again, the video, maybe you guys saw it. It got shared quite a bit. Um, uh, basically, it was a, uh, him standing, you know, basically just in a backdrop, just him talking. So it was purposely orchestrated and narrated video uh, where he basically says cloth masks do not work. So um, YouTube obviously goes... Imagine a stance that you are going to call disinformation. So, you know, YouTube... Basically, that goes against their community guidelines, uh, which I guess is just basically whatever the CDC parrots. They just yeah. basically echo that. So, um, yeah, it says it violated the COVID-19 medical misinformation rules. We've talked about that before. We've basically touched on that a little bit with our ivermectin discussion here. Um, you can still see his account, so it's clearly not been taken down. It's just, uh, you know, he's in timeout, I guess. So, you see. All right, just as a general rule of thumb. I know that in a private company does it, it doesn't meet the level of First Amendment violations or even really of censorship by the government. I got it. I'm in agreement. Just as a general rule, though, I'm opposed to censorship even when it's a private company. I I am. I think that censorship, if you are on the side of censorship, historically speaking, that's never turned out to be the right side to be on. So, yeah, you get all the moral justification about how dangerous it is that this doctor is spreading misinformation on cloth masks blocking an aerosolized virus. But if you're not free to have open discussion and debate and make unpopular opinions, you are on the wrong side of history 999,000 times out of a million. Like, you're almost never going to be right. It's really bad. So that's first and foremost. Now, second off, this is not medical disinformation, what he was saying. Like, everybody talks as if the idea that masks are effective tools is a given. And it's so far from a given that it's it's remarkable. And I guess here's the distinction I want to draw. Sean, if I wear a mask, is it going to block some droplets that come out of my mouth? Sure. Sure. Is it even going to probably block some aerosols that come out of my sure, mouth? Sure, probably. Right. The problem is, if you have a million aerosol particles and it blocks three, how effective is that as a measure? None. Thank you. All right. So when somebody says they block some aerosols, please understand that doesn't mean anything. Because the word is effectively is it efficient? Is it effective? Does it have a significant impact? And the answer to that overwhelmingly by the data is no. So now I'm going to take issue specifically with Upstate Health here in Syracuse, New York. They put something out called the year in review and a path forward. COVID-19 and schools. The year in review and a path forward. Now, Obviously, they recommend universal masking on every teacher, every student, every administrator, every bus driver, regardless of vaccine status, for the safety, for the protection. Quoting directly from the article, just so you see where I'm, where I'm going through here. Quote, available data suggests that properly wearing a face mask, appropriate fit with coverage of chin, nose, and mouth, is effective in limiting school transmission of SARS-CoV-2, even with increased population counts in school buildings, poor ventilation, high community transmission, and limited distancing. And to do that, they got the little subtext or uh, supertext numbers to, so for footnotes. 9, 10, and 11. 9 is a study called Incidents in Secondary Transmission of SARS-CoV-2 by a guy named Zimmerman. Number 10 is by somebody named Falk and is called COVID-19 Cases in Transmission in 17 K-12 through 
K through 12 schools, Wood County, Wisconsin. That's number 10. And number 11, uh, lead author is Gettings, Mask Use and Ventilation Improvements to Reduce COVID-19 Incidents in Elementary Schools. So, what do these studies actually say? Well, now remember, the claim is the data suggests that properly wearing a face mask is effective in limiting school transmission. That's the claim. So, number nine, the Zimmerman study. Direct quote. The reasons for district success in limiting secondary transmission were not formally tested. What? That's your proof, even though they weren't formally tested. Okay. Another quote. Nor could we determine the relative effectiveness of any specific school policies. So what this study did was they studied about 90,000 students around North Carolina. They had no way of breaking down who was and was not wearing masks. It was all a voluntary uh, submission via a survey of which less than half of the schools submitted surveys. So no selection bias, because if you get asked to fill the survey out and you're super on board with masking, you're probably filling it out, right? And if you're not, are you going to, do you think you'll be as inclined to voluntarily share this information? Not me. No, not, not in general. But again, out of 90,000 students, 773 community acquired cases with 32 school cases. Meaning, school cases, 0.03% of these cases, of, of the overall study group of the 90,000 kids, 0.03. That's, that's a rounding error, all right? No control group, zero instances of a child to adult transmission. This study did not even measure the effectiveness of masks. So I don't know how you can use that to claim, well, it's a given that masks are effective at limiting spread in schools. So that's one that I took issue with. Study number 10, the Falk study. Mask again, mask compliance based on voluntary surveys. Half the teachers submitted surveys. No data whatsoever collected on masks on teachers. No control group, zero instances of adult, of kid to adult transmission. Direct quote. It was not possible to determine the specific roles that mask wearing and other disease mitigation strategies played in the low rate of disease spread. Not possible to determine this, this role mask wearing played in the low rate of disease spread. Upstate Health used that study to say masks are effective at limiting in-school transmission. I, I feel like maybe that's not your best evidence. Okay, well, hang on. There's another one. Oh, no, good. Study 11, the getting study. This was even funnier because this was in Georgia. 11% of schools were included in the study. Overall, 0.6% of students tested positive for COVID. Now, they did have some school districts not wearing masks and others that did, and they said, well, it was like a 37% increase in school cases in the schools that did not wear masks and, and, and other measures. It wasn't just masks. So no masks in those schools. There was roughly a positivity rate of 0.7%, and full mask, full distancing, every measure known to man, 05 now, if that is not proof positive, when you can go from 0.5% of cases to 0.7, I, mean, I don't know what is. I mean, I don't know what's wrong with you. Obviously. All cases were self-reported, and prevention strategies might not reflect day-to-day -day activities and, quote, did not include an assessment of compliance, e.g. mask use. They have no idea, even in the schools that didn't require it, how many were wearing masks, or in the schools that did want it, how the masks were being worn. All right. Awesome. 
And, of course, another quote that we can use is Upstate apparently did not read these studies. Finally, the data from this cross-sectional study cannot be used to infer causal relationships. Hmm. The data cannot be used to establish any causation. Cite it. And these are the three that they point to to say, see, it's a given that masks work. That's nonsense. Now, another line that they actually got right. With limited in-school transmission of SARS-CoV-2, K-12 schools do not contribute to community transmission. Hmm. No sight on that one, but it's generally accepted at this point. So good job, Upstate. You got one right. Here we go now. Can't just get one. Direct quote again. However, instances of SARS-CoV-2 transmission within school buildings have definitively occurred under circumstances of masking non-adherence or during mealtime sports and in students with special educational needs and their staff caretakers. Now, they cite study number nine. Hang on, let me, let me back up. So what they're basically saying, what they're trying to imply without saying is that, well, this stuff spreads in the cases where they're not wearing masks, as if it doesn't spread where they are wearing masks without saying it. So this is how you lie without actually lying. You just mislead people. But, again, let's look to the studies. The Zimmerman study that we already said, again, could not determine the relative effectiveness of any specific school policy, so I'm, I'm not sure that that's a proper conclusion to draw. And then the other ones they cite for that are, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I got that one right. The Gettings one. Yep. 12 through 14. Those are the new ones. We got more studies. Now, conveniently, number 12 is also by Zimmerman at all. He's a worker. Um, Effect of community surge on within school transmission of SARS-CoV-2. It's basically the same exact data set. It's the same exact thing, except applying it as if it was when the community cases go up, do schools also go up? And they did at least attempt a control group on this one, which they said, well, there's no instances here, and they're doing a lot of masking. But we know in Tel Aviv, they had, they had really bad school incidents without, a, without high community cases. But in England, they didn't. And that was the end of what they compared it to. But we're going to get to the Tel Aviv thing in just a minute. So... Let's just say, again, not a sound scientific study that you could base this assertion on. So let's go to 13. Gettings. Oh, the same guy that was in 11. Maybe it's female. I don't really know. I read the studies, but I didn't look up the authors. Gettings at all. SARS-CoV-2 transmission in a Georgia school district. Boy, that sounds familiar. Uh, but this one was published in the clinical, inf- the I don't know what it is, the Clinician of Infectious Diseases, and the other one was cited in the Morbili- Morbidity and Mortality Weekly Report. So I guess it's two different studies if you publish the same thing in two different outcomes, or in two different publications. So, looking at that case once again, the Gettings case, all cases self-reported, 0.7% positivity rate to 0.5%, and... Finally, the data from this cross-sectional study cannot be used to infer causal relationships. And what did Upstate do exactly with that study? Uh, They did exactly what they told not to do. They inferred a causal relationship. Man, science is fun. All right, now we got to go to 13. Oh, that was 13. That was the second um, Gettings one. Yeah. All right, 14. This is Doyle. We got a new scientist. Diversity. COVID-19 in primary and secondary school settings during the first semester of school reopening Florida. Now, for our loyal listeners, you may recall us talking about this one a few months ago and how laughably flawed this study was. But let's go through it again, just just from memory lane. 
Study compared districts in Florida that required mass distancing, etc., to school districts that did not require any mitigation measures. Larger schools tended to have more mitigation measures in place and more mass mandates than the smaller rural schools that tended to not have them in Florida. And they counted a school case as any time a, a person, a student, a teacher, or a worker tested positive and was on school grounds for any reason in the previous two weeks. So you didn't need symptoms, you, a positive PCR test, and you happen to be on school grounds within the last two weeks, which if you're in-person schooling, you're probably going to have been on the school grounds in the previous two weeks, but that's neither here nor there. Um, regardless of the, the masking, the non-masking, the large schools, the small schools, less than 1% of all the students had any even positive PCR test for COVID-19, let alone symptomatic cases. But okay. Schools with the mask mandates had an overall infection rate of 1.171. Uh, sorry, the, the less than 1% was school cases that they could actually okay. causally link back to the schools. Overall, infection rate among the students, K through 12, 1.171% of students that had the mask mandates. If they didn't have mask mandates and all these other mitigation strategies, 1.667. So again, what are we doing? Let's go for rounding errors and say whether you do it or not, you're between a 1% to 2% efficacy ratio or risk of getting COVID. If you wear a mask or you don't wear a mask, you're somewhere 1% to 2%. Would you really shout somebody down and be like, well, then you better do it because the difference between 1.1 and 1.6 is unacceptable, especially when none of them are developing symptoms. And again, no instances of child-to-adult transmission. I mean, if you're trying to scare people or mislead them, sure. Yeah. So this is the studies actually cited by Upstate Hospital. Now, I am not a scientist. I am not a doctor. I am none of these things. These are smart, qualified people that work at Upstate. Explain to me how you cite these studies as proof that masks have a causal effect on the spread of, of COVID when the studies themselves say there is no way to infer a causal relationship. We did not study masks specifically. There's no way to know which one it was. That's fine, but you can't cite them. You can't use those to claim something that the study's authors specifically say you cannot take this away from this study. This is madness. So let's go to the Tel Aviv study real yeah. quick. A large COVID-19 outbreak in a high school 10 days after school reopening, Israel. Now, this was a school, grade 7 through 12, uh, in Israel with 35 to 38 kids per classroom. And uh, in the middle of a heat wave in Israel, so all the windows were actually closed during the study. Now, it, it was a very high outbreak at this school, and it sounds really bad. It was something like 30% of the students ended up with a positive case. Uh, zero associated deaths and zero associated hospitalizations, and they described the uh, questioning of whether they had symptoms as uh, scrutiny, uh, with high scrutiny, trying to figure out if there was any symptoms at all. And even then, the overwhelming amount had very mild symptoms or were completely asymptomatic. Again, no deaths, no hospitalizations reported, no child-to-adult transmission whatsoever reported in the study. And they say, see, this is, this is why we need to have masks. They weren't wearing masks, and look at what happened. Here's the problem with that. Israel did not exempt this one school from wearing masks. Israel exempted all schools from enforcing masks. So none of the schools in Israel, at least not the vast majority of, of them, were not making their children wear masks. One school had an outbreak. One out of the entire country. When you can look at it and say, hey, all these other schools were doing the exact same thing and they didn't have an outbreak. But this one did. 
and your conclusion is, see, it's masks. You're a joke. Now, here's the problem. If there was really no data to compare to, I could see how you would be concerned about this. The problem is, guys, there's this whole other continent of Europe, and there's another one in Asia that all have schools, and they all have kids going to schools. And for the most part, there are countries that are not requiring or advocating or recommending that any child wears a mask in school. Want to know how much worse their COVID is? Let me answer you that with a question. If it was if it was precipitously worse, if it was significantly worse in the countries and areas that did not require masks, do you think we'd hear about it? Hell to the F and yeah. Right. I, f I have a feeling that might make the news. If it was to the point where you could point to Sweden and say, look at all of these kids getting sick and spreading it, it's obviously there. I think we'd hear about it. Yeah. When's the last time Sweden made the news? I mean, outside of the show? Yeah. Uh, they don't make the news. Right. So again, the Tel Aviv study, I get it. There was an outbreak, but maybe there was a different cause that we should be looking to on what actually happened in that study. Because if all the schools in the country, this is the problem when you take a look at something myopically, it's like you're all the way zeroed in on this one school in Tel Aviv and you're like, see, look, look, look at how bad it is. And then you just got to pull back and look at the bigger picture and you go, oh, well, it's just that one. All these other schools didn't have a massive outbreak in the same amount of time. Like this is this is insane. Uh, let's go back to the Florida study because I forgot to mention this part. I wanted to bring this home. Overall, one point seven one seven to one point six. Here's the best part: less than one percent of all of them could be traced back to schools. And again, they defined a school case as if you tested positive and then you went back on and you in the previous two weeks had been on school. The last line of the study. I'm sorry. I'm gonna I'm gonna quote this directly because this is Get too it. funny. Again, the large schools were the ones using more mask mandates and more rules. The smaller schools were not. And again, this is cited as proof that masks help in mitigation. Fifth, limited data were available at the school district level on some mitigation measures, such as mask use in schools. So these mitigation measures could not be fully assessed. It gets better. Quote, finally, Results should be interpreted with caution because most students in the largest school districts did not resume in-person education for the first part of the analysis period. Dun, 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 dun. Think about what that actually is saying. If I am a high school student and I happen to test positive for COVID and then they can point that I was in school two weeks earlier, that counts. And they compared that to schools that were not opened. They compared that and published this study, and it is still on the CDC website, and Upstate Health is citing that study as proof that your child needs to wear a mask all day at school. If this is the best evidence they can muster, how are we even still having this conversation? Look, it, all it I put this on Facebook. I, I had somebody respond to me and be like, it's inappropriate to pull one quote out. I encourage everybody to read the studies in their entirety. Like, I'm with you. Read the studies in their entirety. The quotes are direct quotes from them acknowledging they didn't measure what the people are claiming. It's fine. They didn't measure. They didn't test masks. They couldn't test masks. Whatever. It's still inappropriate and factually incorrect to then cite that study as proof of a causal relationship between masks and better outcomes. This is insanity. Like, give me better science than this. You want to know why people don't trust science? Exhibit A, because you're lying. You are misleading people. And then it would, it's made even worse by the fact that you're ignoring all of Europe and all, this, all these other countries that are not requiring mass on kids. You have a control group built in. You have one. You're choosing to ignore it. That's the problem. You are choosing to ignore that, and you are awful, 
awful for doing it because you're lying to people, you're scaring people, and you're giving them some type of hope that this mask is going to be some miracle cure. It's not. Again, for a, for a mask to effectively block aerosolized particles to a meaningful extent to prevent transmission, it's got to block something like 98%. Is that, isn't that what Megan Manswell said? It was about 98%. You got to block 98% of it. Being able to say, well, it blocks some aerosols. The, the analogy of a mosquito a chain link fence to stop mosquitoes is a good one. I like the analogy of it's like throwing sand through a chain link fence. Is the chain link fence going to knock down some grains of sand? Yes. Is it going to be enough that if sand got blown into your yard through the chain link fence, you would sit there and go, I just can't Success. figure out how this happened. <laughs> I can't figure out the how fence worked. sand go through. Like, what in the world are we doing? What are, how is this still a conversation? How is this still, if this is the best evidence that's being cited, it took me an hour to go through these studies, read them, and then look at the direct quotes and go, uh, what are we doing? What, what happened here upstate? But by all means, tell me I should still be believing you. Yeah, I'm with you, man. I, like I said, it's all nonsense to me. Um, Sorry, I got carried away on that. No, one. that's great. And like I said, we're gonna see how all this unfolds in real time here very shortly because we got the fair with a bunch of mask mandates and schools coming up here. So we'll see. Here's here's another good one related to the vaccine. Now everybody said, well, the vaccine has a big impact on spread. It's gonna stop the spread. Gonna, see, they know that they know it now. It has an impact on spread. Here's what the CDC actually said about it at the time. There is some evidence that vaccination may make illness less severe for those who are vaccinated and still get sick. That is such a different sentence than the vaccine will stop or slow down the spread. The vaccine will have significant impact against the spreading of coronavirus. If that was true, they would have said that. They didn't. Some evidence that it may help lessen somewhat for those people that do still get it. Yeah. Listen. I, what are we doing? I, we're, I doing just, we're doing safety theater. That's what we're doing. I know. And the idea that you are still... Children are at a very low risk of getting very sick, of even of getting long COVID, of, and they're at almost no risk whatsoever of spreading COVID to adults. This has been true since the beginning, as much as people want it not to be for some inexplicable reason. Schools have not been vectors, have not been super spreaders, have not been an instance where a lot, a huge thing spreads out. Yes, the one school district in Tel Aviv. I got it. Great. The, the exception that proves the rule. How about that? Because it's one school district in the entire world, and again, not one hospitalization arose from those cases. Not one death. Not one hospitalization. Nothing. Most were asymptomatic. Crazy town. This is nuts. This is not so upstate. Forgive me if I have lost trust in you and these recommendations. And you pointed out to somebody and they responded with, well, it would be unethical to do a control group without masks on kids. Okay. You're a liar. I'm sorry. You are so far in the tank on this one that you can't face the fact that this is misleading, that this is nonsense, that if this were any type of fair and just and, I don't even know, moderately curious society, and we all read this thing, we would have laughed. We're like, oh, well, see, it's proof that masks work. And then you read the studies, and they all specifically say, we do not establish any proof that masks actually work. We didn't study it. Okay, upstate, why are you using this? Is this the best evidence you got? Because I hope to God you have something more than this just hidden away somewhere. Yeah, maybe, I, maybe we'll ask that question. 
Just share it, please. If you've got hard data that shows that it actually works, not studies where they close some of the schools for half of it, not schools where 11% participation rate, not studies where less than 1% of kids got infected regardless of uh, mask rules. If you have actual meaningful data that can demonstrate how a cloth mask, regardless of fit, stops permanently aerosolized particles from spreading I'm in. But while we're on the subject, could you also maybe show me one good study that says asymptomatic or pre-symptomatic spread is a primary driver of this virus? I read the one on the CDC website. It's utter nonsense. The best data we have says somewhere between 0.3 and 0.7% of all cases are driven by asymptomatic or pre-symptomatic spread combined. This is why mass mandates don't make any sense. Because if you don't have any symptoms, you are at 99.3 to 99.7% chance of not having and spreading COVID. You're no risk to anybody. But we want everybody to wear a mask regardless. Yeah, it's, it, all th- it's, it's theater, Mr. Hughesong. This is crazy. And people just keep championing like, oh, it's better than nothing. No, it's not. You're you're giving people false information, a false sense of security, and you're causing people harm. Uh, look, I can't do this with you anymore. I'm out. I can't keep playing this stupid game because you keep lying. You keep changing goalposts. You keep shifting where we're trying to get to. Oh, get the vaccine and then we can open everything up. Oh, everybody got vaccinated. We're going to shut back down. Why? Um, The unvaccinated are causing mutations. Not possible. I'm sorry, what? Did, did you just say that out loud and everybody just went, oh, yeah, that makes sense. What? What? Like... What are we doing? I'm at a loss. This is why I find so maddening, and this is why it's so hard for me to have these conversations with people, because there is no justification for a mask mandate. It doesn't make any sense. That science is simply not there. If it was there, it's been 20 months. We would have some data to show, oh, look, this area wore masks, this area didn't, and this is when they started, and look at that corresponding curve. Nowhere in the world. Nothing. Nowhere in the world, especially once you account for seasonality. I know, Florida and Texas right now. Guess what, guys? It's their flu season. Ours is coming. Wait till you see what happens then. Oh, goody. You know, I just talked about myopic. Yeah, let's take that really, really narrow view. But wait till we broaden up and see what happens up here. Come September, October, November. It'll be all kinds of fun. All right, right, I'm done. We got to move on. Good. All right. Um, Well done. Let's... uh... We're we're probably not going to talk enough about this story for its... Uh, how important and how sad it actually is. Yep. But I want to talk a little bit, at least about uh, Afghanistan. This was basically 20 years in the making here. Utter, complete collapse from the Afghan military. The, I don't know, the, I, keep, I see 88 billion uh, uh, number tied to, to money used to support that military, but I feel like it's more than that, even that. So um, For sure. the Taliban has basically taken over uh, the Afghan army. Uh, not that we were going to Afghanistan to fight the Taliban, but that's where we, that ended up being our uh, de facto em- nemesis, I guess, uh, uh, after we wiped off al-Qaeda in about three days uh, yep. off of Afghanistan. So we went in there, and we've been there for 20 years. Uh, we left there basically in the dark of night, pulled the plug, and just Didn't tucked, even tell the Afghan tucked, tucked our tail and hightailed it out of there. And it took a week to have the Taliban basically regain power that we spent 20 years trying to keep out of there. So did you see the video of Biden like two weeks ago saying that wouldn't happen? Yeah. No, it's totally different. There's no, it's, it's too big of an army. All, the, all the way down small. to the, this is not, there's not going to be helicopters 
on the roofs of our embassy. Well, instead, you know what we got? We have people in Afghanistan trying so hard to get out of the country that they are trying to jump on moving planes trying to take off. Yeah. I've seen some people fall off some of those planes. It's I know. Great. It's not It's not great. Look, this is a travesty on so many levels. Uh, the reality is we never should have been there. We, we were never going to have the resolve to see through to whatever end we were trying to accomplish. Like, it just, it, it was never going to happen. And the problem is we haven't had an actual strategy in Afghanistan since roughly 2006. We don't know what the end game is. We haven't known for years, and we just kept saying, well, we need a little more time. We need a little more time. We need a little more time. So I guess I'm torn. There was no good way of pulling out. We were too far in. There was too many things that we had put ourselves into over there. As much as there was no good way, I have to believe there was a better way than what just happened. Yeah. I mean, this was the dumbest and most poorly thought out strategy imaginable. It, it, you know, it seems as though it was set up to fail. So, like, they were yeah. like, all right, let's just make sure we're not going to help the whatever. We'll get the story we want out of the uh, takeover or whatnot. So, again, this is just, you know, I our, our foreign policy is such a disaster, and this is just the the shining example of all of it. So, you know, the, their, their president what? left. I mean, the, like I said, the whole the whole country is basically going to be, I'm assuming they're going to be finally recognized on the global stage as the leaders of the countries at some point, the Taliban that is. And so we literally spent 20 years and trillions of dollars for, to put the Taliban in charge of the country. Other than the cost of money and, and lives lost is crazy sad. So um, let's, again, let's touch on uh, probably the biggest story that happened uh, since the last show here. Andrew Cuomo, your governor, our governor, no longer the governor as of whatever days uh, counting. I see. Uh, so on Tuesday, I'm at work. I see that there's an announcement. Governor Cuomo is going to make an announcement. I'm like, eh, I'll, I'll watch this. This will be fun. Maybe he'll maybe he'll resign. You know, that's my that's my. Yeah. I, I literally say that to myself. I'm like, this will eh, maybe he'll resign. And so I'm watching it. He's boasting himself up and denying all the stuff and any wrongdoing. He's floating in some uh, apologies uh, in between there. Uh, soon after the, did you watch any of the press conference? No. Okay. So I was watching this in real time. And right after he made his uh, apology to the trooper, who was his like uh, chauffeur, like the duty, uh, the person who was kind of, who drove him around. Uh, right after that, there was, I, I noticed a definitive turn in feel or sentiment in the way he was talking and all of a sudden i was thinking wait is he actually building up to uh i'm gonna do take one for the team like it, that that's what it was building up to it wasn't like right. he was uh becoming conciliatory or any way he was basically saying i'm gonna i'm gonna do the right thing and step down and which is what he did he basically said to save a bunch of bajillion dollars of uh, taxpayer money to go through with an impeachment process that he would resign instead Effective 14 days, which was, again, Tuesday, so we're, uh, I don't know. like Halfway there? Halfway there. So um, he's still making laws, so he's still got the the, the vein of, or the uh, injection of power in his blood there. So um, any quick takes when you first heard the news uh, that he was resigning? Just surprised. I didn't think he would. But, I, I mean, it, it was the right thing to do. I mean, we had talked about, we thought this was going to be a prolonged fight and yeah. he was going to kind of drag this out and try to, you know. Listen, you were right. I was wrong. You said he's going to be out by next Friday. And yeah, I was like, no I, way. I said, if he's out, he's going to have to be out by the time 
the so the Friday deadline was the only reason why I said Friday, and that was because that was the day that Cuomo was given that he had to give his side of the, the case, right? Yeah. So um, it didn't get to Friday. It got to Tuesday, and uh, he was like, I'm out. So he blamed his uh, heritage uh, mostly that along the, the way. That was the funniest line ever. Basically saying, you know, he's uh, too handsy, too touchy, too kissy-feely. I'm with, not perverted. Uh, I'm Italian. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know what to say about that. I'm not Italian. So... Um, <laughs> I'm glad he's gone. I don't know that the state is in any better position other than the dude was literal terrible. So it's hard. It's hard to be worse. Pout. At least hard to be a worse person than Andrew Cuomo. That is so true. I got to believe Kathy Hochul's a better person. And I don't know that means she's going to be a better governor. Uh, she could be a, a worse governor for all we know. Um, but a shift atop the uh, kingdom here that is New York State that has seemingly been a uh, Cuomo uh, kingdom for a few decades here and uh, all came crashing down pretty quickly. Now, um, we mentioned that the impeachment was pulled. Uh, assembly Assemblyman Hasty there, uh, the uh, leader there of the assembly, basically withdrew the impeachment. I think Hochul has come out in an agreement and said that she should or they should. That being said, I see that they are, and there was a lot of clamoring for this, there to be a report on the items that you uh, listed off at the beginning of the show here, the nursing homes, the book deal. Um, the covering up of the covering data, up the data. The manipulation um, of it, yeah. Along with the, the harassment allegations. And that they has been uh, pushing for a report to do, and it seems as though we're going to get that. Uh, breaking news here, Mr. Hughesong. The really? New York Assembly looks like they're going to release a report on the impeachment <clears throat> process. Who knows how much will be uh, of the meat will actually be left in the report, but there's going to be a report nonetheless, and so we'll get a little bit more news on uh, some of this stuff here. We'll see if uh, the uh, paying of uh, or the having the uh, state-paid staff, taxpayer-funded staff, uh, write the book uh, will be flushed out. If the nursing home uh, decision to put uh, nursing home positive or positive COVID patients back into their nursing homes will, will be flushed out, and we'll see if the recovering up of that data will be flushed out, but we're going to get something. I, I'm not overly optimistic, but I was wrong before. I love this, and I hope I'm wrong again. I hope there's plenty of cause for optimism because what this man did was wrong. Yeah, and like I said, I, you know, I don't know that there's still a avenue for impeachment anymore. Um, no, I don't think but so. But at this point, and that would, you know, that I think some of the people who really wanted the impeachment were looking more for to block him from running for state office again, right? I, so um, I'm assuming this is a calculation on his part, that he has a future in his works, and it uh, may not involve being a governor again, but it's something. I agree with that, and I think that even if it just does a report that demonstrates the truth, and the truth of this is pretty incontrovertible. I, I don't understand how it's even going to take that long if they wanted to do it of... He did have staff being paid by us taxpayers writing his book from which he profited $5 million. So he used our state resources to write a book for personal enrichment. That's pretty cut and dry. The nursing home order, it's pretty black and white. And, and now we have the data. Like the, the counting nursing home deaths differently and covering that up and hiding the numbers and not parsing them out despite multiple requests. And then having your top aide get caught on tape saying... Yeah, we froze, and we did it. We we didn't release all this information because we were worried about a federal DOJ investigation. Uh, I'm sorry, what? Like yeah. anywhere else, if I said, yeah, I didn't publish this information because I was worried that the federal government would invest would use it to investigate me, you wouldn't be like, oh, that makes sense. You'd look at me like, oh, so you did something wrong. 
That would be a reasonable conclusion and worth looking into. And of course, the answer is, yeah, he did. He absolutely did. And then he covered it up and he lied repeatedly. So let's put him under oath and let's see what he knew when. Yeah. And like I said, I don't know if that's going to happen, but it's not. We'll see if, you know, two I things will happen. Um, and then we're going to get out of here. The, uh, the, uh, if the report is out, you know, how much whitewashing of the report is actually done? Lots. How much actual uh, media reporting of the uh, reporting of the report will be done? Maybe some here in New York. He seems to be got a, a story a little bit here anyway. Um, and then what, what, what comes of the report, if anything? So like, you know, I don't know that it's other thing other than just, you know, a day's news cycle that gets flushed out and, you know, yep, okay, he was terrible again, repeating all the things that you just laid out and then we just move on and nothing happens, so. That seems to be the uh, the culmination of uh, at least the, the reign of uh, King Cuomo here. So I just wanted to come out because it would be politically destructive to him, and I want him out of politics. Yeah, I would be nice to actually to get that information so that we could look into the Department of Health here in New York a little bit. That would be uh, something I would want to know on top of uh, the the actual uh, just the Cuomo uh, involvement there because it was a uh, it was more than just the governor. So all right. Well, on that note, folks, uh, we're going to let you go, and we'll be out of here for another week. Uh, we'll see you all again uh, next Monday for episode 63. Uh, Mr. Hughesong, any words of enlightenment that you'd like to leave the folks with outside of uh, rewatch your mask video clip that I'm going to cut out and put out on the uh, YouTube channels and the interwebs and so everybody can share that around? Don't accept this. Do not comply. Do not accept the stupid, pointless rules from petty tyrants because that's what this has turned into of... I get it. I don't think face masks are particularly damaging to my children at their current age or to me personally or anything else. I don't think they're particularly damaging. I think they do have bigger consequences. And you're complying to a rule that offers no benefit other than to stoke the ego of politicians. Stop. This does not go well if you continue down this path. This does not go well. So if they can't show better evidence than this, do not listen to them because they are lying. And I don't know what the reason is, but I know they're lying. Amen. And a woman. So on that note, we'll see you all next Monday. And thank you for uh, joining us again for uh, the live show here. And uh, thank you uh, for doing all your part with sharing and liking the uh, video. So on that note, we'll see you all again next week.